If you've just hit the play button on this podcast, chances are you're an extraordinary affiliate marketer or you're striving to become one. And I want to say I appreciate you and I appreciate you listening to my podcast out of any other you could at this time. Now, for this reason, because I love to keep things personal, let's say, uh, and keep things up to date. Uh, so, for that reason, I usually edit my episodes like two days before I release them, just so that you can be up to date. Again, if I do interviews, it may be like a week, two or three prior, but when I'm recording intros and outros, I really try to keep you guys and girls up to date, so I do them again two days before I release them. However, next week, at the time of me recording this, it's like 16th of July 2020, uh, next week I'm going to mini vacation, like uh, borders are closed, for that reason I'm going in my own country, however uh, it, will be, it will be on the river Dunav, uh, it's I think the second largest river in the Europe, and I'll be going with my sister, not that you care, but yeah, I shared it. Uh, point being, I will not be there to edit episodes next week. And for that reason, I'm recording or pre-recording this intro now and preparing and scheduling the episodes for next week just so that you don't miss out. Speaking of which, I'm releasing new interviews every Friday with six, seven and eight figure marketers affiliate marketers, online entrepreneurs and such and I'm releasing new SoloCast episodes every Tuesday and you can see that I'm committed, right? <laughs> if you don't want to miss any of those, uh, please consider subscribing, sharing with your friends if you got value and just as important, leaving a review on Apple if that's where you are listening to a podcast too because it helps support me and it helps me keep this going, right? Uh, anyways, in our today's episode, I have a very, very, very dear friend of mine, online friend of mine, who I've met like around a year ago or so, uh, maybe a bit less, and we, uh, actually a bit more, not even sure. Anyways, we really bonded throughout the time. He was on the podcast before. I've interviewed him in my group as well, we did some chat in the Facebook group, and he's such an awesome guy, uh, has various expertise or shall I say like skills he's a funnel builder he has like six-figure agency he's getting into high ticket coaching like he's an extraordinary guy I admire him and his dedication and I just love being connected with him uh, as always he dropped a lot of value on the podcast I'm sure you will learn a ton uh, in the meantime before we play the episode I would just quickly remind you if you haven't already, go at Affiliate uh, Marketing Elite. It's the private Facebook group that I'm running. And go join us. It's a growing community. We passed 300 members. Uh, next milestone is like 500. We are growing. We are evolving. And I would love to have you be a part of it. You will get like awesome value inside. I answer every question members have. Uh, I provide value that I do not provide on other places. So yeah, if you feel inclined to go pause this episode, it will take you a minute. Join Affiliate Marketing Elite. If you don't know how to find it on Facebook, 
You can find it at affiliatejourney.co slash all or affiliatejourney.co slash meodrag. Go over there, search it and yeah. Anyways, in the meantime, I really hope that you will enjoy the episode. Hello everyone, welcome back. You're listening to Affiliate Journey and I'm your host, Miodrag Milenkovic. Today, this is the first time that I'm having a guest who has been on twice. Mind you, the second time was in a episode with other people as well. So this is like technically the second time he's in a separate episode. And I'm really pleased to have him here because he's one of my best online friends. And he has plenty of value to share, as always. So please help me in welcoming Paul Gray. Brother, welcome back. I was going to say a third time lucky, but then you stole it away from me and said it's only my second time. I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) It's good to be here. Thanks for having me back. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's second, third. Yeah, whatever. We can can roll with any. So... (laughs) you've been quite busy lately and you've done some pretty pretty cool stuff and you keep on doing them and since people have the option to go back and i think let me double check like guys girls listening if you want to check the episode first episode i did with paul where we dove deep into his background story uh just go to the episode number 23 Man, it's been a long time. This is going to be episode 92. So (laughs) You say I'm busy. (laughs) So everyone go back to the episode 23. Uh, It's a really good one in there. Paul shared his background story. So not to share it twice, uh, we'll dive into something which I find maybe even more interesting. And that is, uh, I'm kind of obsessed with this topic. Like all of us, and I'm generalizing, yes, we we are rolling, taking our own path. And usually, while we are exploring, we we like to say we are stuck, right? We, we try to achieve something, but we cannot. And then something or some things happen, and boom, we grow, we, we achieve that, and we achieve much more. And your story is similar, and I would really love to dive into, like, what thing or things have changed at your life, at your journey, in your skill set, mindset, everything? Like what changed to make you go from the place where, where you weren't necessarily happy with yourself and or your business to now where you're pretty much rocking and continuously growing? So like, I mean, to quote the the, the first episode that we did together is basically, you know, why did I change and how did I get on the path that I am? It's basically, you know, I had to is everything just went to heck and gone and you know, life, like I I didn't have a job, girlfriend walked out of me, all of those things. So there I had, I was forced to basically make a change. Um, and so, you know, it helped me get on the right path, but you know, we're here talking about how I got to sort of the successful path that I'm on now, you know, um, I'd like to think in the last two years, I've grown quite a bit. And especially in the last, yeah, the last six months has been crazy, you know. And um, I think a couple of things happened. Um, 
but one thing, and I'm actually starting to learn a lot about it now, um, but it's something that I'd never had a term for before this, but now I've come across it, is there's this thing called uh, your true will. And basically what your true will means is like what you, it's not, I don't want to like use the word destiny, but it's like what you're destined for, what your path is, what you should do, you know? So like... Um, I love to, sorry to interrupt, I love to use the word called to do. Like what I, I feel called to do. Speak like the hero's journey, your call to action. <laughs> um, yeah. And so like what you're called to do, whatever your true will is, you know, what you feel inside is your driving, burning desire is you need to identify it as quickly as possible and you need to get yourself going that way. And I was listening to a podcast, I think it was on a podcast about a week ago. And this guy was talking about something similar. And he said that the reason so many people have like midlife crises and everyone wants to join yoga and, you know, drive like Ferraris Ferrari. and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know me too well. <laughs> Is that, you know, they it didn't follow their true will when they were younger. And it's taken them on this path that, you know, they're really conflicted in themselves. And because of that, they eventually have to break out. And, you know, like I'm only 26, so I can't speak so soon. But it's one of those things that I don't want to be another 20 years working. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you're so frustrated in life and you basically like you took the path and there wasn't, there was an end to the path rather than the path you should have been on. And so I think um, if you can find your true will and follow it, you're going to be a lot more successful. And that's one thing I think I have started to discover is like what I'm passionate about and what I sort of, um, it's not even what I'm going to do like occupationally. It's like what I'm going to do in life. And as you know, I mean, because we're, <laughs> that's what we're busy doing together as well, is that like my business is pivoting from being a full-time funnel designer slash, you know, running a bit of a marketing agency to I want to, I'm moving into high-ticket coaching. You know, I just signed up uh, with Jeffrey Benek, you know, the funnel doc. I signed up for his one-on-one um, -on -one coaching. You know, it's a big step, like 6K is a lot of money, but you know, I know I'm going to get that money back really quick because he a has done it before. And you know, when someone like who's been there believes in you, you know, it's all like you, you trust yourself more than you used to. And trusting yourself is something that's going to get you on the path to success. And so moving from being the technical guy, the guy who like builds funnels to being the guy who's now teaching and getting people to understand my point of view and being able to help people through my point of view is, you know, moving closer to what is in me, you know, what's my true will. And because I'm doing that, I think that's how success comes about is, you know, we can push as hard as we want. We can find success doing whatever we want, but you know, if we get on the path that's right for us, we're going to be, you know, way more successful. And I don't just mean financially. I mean, happiness, relationships, all of those things sort of fall into place when you realize who you actually are. And it's not an easy journey. You know, nothing that's worth it is easy. But the quicker you get onto that path, the easier it is for success. And I think 
I'm not going to say I found the path or, you know, I'm on the path now, but I'm, I'm closer towards what I think is the path. And because of that, I'm seeing success, you know? So that's my take on that. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to go there, but I, I like it. <laughs> and <laughs> I love the <clears throat> midlife crisis part. I used to think about it a lot. My, my view of it is we are basically conditioned by society, by our parents and whatnot. And we are told what to believe, what to do, what to be. And when you, one, if you follow that path, you will end up at 40 or 50 in the life you hate. And then you'll start doing something radically different, like buying a Ferrari in order to try and compensate with your, with you being like unhappy and stuck. And I think the sooner we realize that and the sooner we start listening to what I refer to as a calling on what to do, uh, I think the, to your point, like the faster and sooner and greater success will help. And I, I love that. I love that takeaway you had. And another thing, now that you mentioned Jeffrey and the coaching call, as you know, like part of my story unraveled with like big investment in myself, but having faith to your point, believing like, hey, I can do it. And boom, it's skyrocketed. And I think this is one of the core traits, quote unquote, successful people, let's say business success wise, uh, successful people have, it's like, first willingness to invest in themselves and or in their business. And second, it really takes courage. Like you can find people, oh, I'm willing to invest, but do you have the courage to take that leap of faith? Uh, I think that's a big one. I'm curious, like for people, maybe on a bridge, maybe they're willing, but they mm. don't necessarily have the courage. Like they have this big investment in front yeah. of them, like you had, but they are hesitant as to what to do. How did you, how did you, master the courage and how did you have the belief like was it something from before or did you have to like consciously create it now in order to be like yeah i'm gonna do it do this and i know i'll get the money back and even if i don't like i'll i'll have the experience and the knowledge and all of the rest well okay this is not advice so you know don't quote me on this but, you know, from personal experience, you know, before this as well, is that you, when it comes to investing in yourself, and this is usually going to be financially, is that you need to invest to the limit of what you have, like for your capital, is the investment you need to make can't be like, you know, if you're making 20K a month, you know, 6K is easy to recover in three months. But, you know, if you're making 10K and you've got a lot of expenses, you know, 6K is like a kick. It's like a lot. So, you know, if you invest to the point that it's like, shh, like I, can't, I don't know if I can swear on your podcast, but, hey, you man. know, um, yeah, I was going to say. So the fact that it's like, shit, <laughs> you know, I've put a lot of money up. It's like um, you almost force yourself to be able to do this. And it's tricky because don't do that if you're in a position that, you know, you're not 100% invested in what you're doing. You know, I wouldn't say if you're just starting out in the world of, you know, entrepreneurship or anything like that, 
to do this, you know, first find out if you're any good at doing it. You know, if you're not any good at what you're doing um, or is a path, you know, you haven't really had success with yet by putting a lot of money down, you're just wasting it. Um, but if you know that the path you're on works for you and you just, you know, you're struggling to get over that hurdle is then, you know, you got to invest in the, to, to the fact to the, almost to the point till it's scary, you know, and that forces you to, you know, that you need to be able to do something to a get that money back and B get yourself further down your track. And, um, <clears throat> I think it's it's one of those things that um, it's not always like a monetary investment because, you know, a lot of the time it's also a time investment is that I've, I feel worse for wasting time than wasting money because, you know, you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. Um, I know that sounds cliched as anything, but like, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, put my money into something that might speed up the journey than put my time into something that you find out like a year down the line, you've just wasted, you know, six months or whatever. So the fact is also, and you asked is the courage is you'll know when it's the right thing, you know, um, I don't think anybody can tell you or teach you courage or bravery in terms of making big decisions. It's just, you've got to do it, you know, Grow um, them balls. It's like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know, asking that girl out that you've seen at university every day or whatever, or the girl you see at the club or whatever, wherever you meet girls. And, um, at the end of the day, like you can't, learn that skill in a book you can't learn that skill by just like you know it just comes to you it's the it's in action you you get the learning you know and that's why mentors are so good is because they have the experience from taking action you know it's not this guy has learned so much he's going to be able to like teach me so much you know you can teach yourself in a book but you know experience comes from doing and so You've just got to sit down, I don't know, like maybe in a quiet room, just think like what you're, what you got to do and just go do it. You know, like, uh, you know, there's no technique to doing it. You just got to do it. You know, you just got to pull the plaster. <laughs> I actually have a small tip that can actually, I think over time, increase the courage. Like I'm even writing it every day in the journal, but then later throughout the day, I'm not really conscious in doing it. But uh, I don't know if you heard, I think it was, uh, who was it that said it? Uh, doesn't matter. But the thing is like, do every day one thing that scares you. And of course, it doesn't have yeah. to be investing 7K in something every day, but it can be like a small thing, <laughs> like to your point, uh, approaching the girl or doing that scary phone call or telling your friend something that you should, but it's scary or your loved one, like every day a bit a bit, a bit. And like, I think you can almost develop the courage. Like to your point, you can't really learn it in a, in a book. You can get a tip like this, but unless you, unless you do do that, exactly. Like it (laughs) comes, it comes back to, don't want to quote Shia LaBeouf, but you know, you got to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, uh, another thing 
really crossed my mind as you were telling some of the things. And that was, you said, I value more my time than my money. This might come apparent or even cliche, as you said, but I think there is a deeper thing that I actually want to dive into. And I think this is one of the things that a lot of people struggle on because, as you know, our education system taught us to be employees, right? And we developed that kind of mindset. But what you said, like, I value more my time than my money. It's actually the mindset of a business owner, right? Like business owners usually outsource other people for the time because they value their time and they will pay more money in order to have more time. It's not that they value more money. They actually value their time more. And I think that's a huge shift one one needs to make in their mindset in order to make the entrepreneurial journey, be it off or online, uh, really working. So how did you come to grasp that, that mindset? And do you have some tips for people who are maybe their entire life, their employees, but they're desperately wanting to make this online thing work? Uh, but they are stuck with that mindset. They maybe value their money. They are scared to invest. They they don't really have the entrepreneurial mindset. So, do you have any tips on that? So, I mean, you know, you can grow the entrepreneurial mindset. You know, even if you've been stuck in the system, it's not like your your friend. You know, um, at the end of the day, you know, you gotta take the red pill. Um, if you don't want it, don't. You know, this life isn't for everybody. Um, but you know, if you want more time, wake up at four thirty in the morning. Um, <laughs> like I, I say that because that's literally the reason I wake up early is because it, it's a competitive edge. Think about it. By the time everyone else in my neighborhood wakes up, I've already like finished writing two blog posts or planning a week's content or building at least one funnel, you know, and You've done that before everyone else wakes up, let alone starts working. By the time that they start working, you, you know, you've already done so much more than anyone else has done. And I think it's, it's been a while since I read it, but I think it was in Subri Subi's book, Sell Like Crazy, that I read that, I mean, I'd already been doing it, but I read it is that, you know, by waking up earlier and working more hours in the day is by the time, like within 10 years, you're going to be exponentially ahead of people that it's impossible to catch you, even if you started working normal nine to five again. So, you know, if you still are in a job, you know, you're not doing the entrepreneurial life yet is, and, you know, unless you have to already wake up early to, you know, commute and stuff is that wake up early, put two hours or an hour or whatever you can get aside spend that time working on your stuff even if it's just personal development you know you're not in the place yet to start the business but like at least learn about yourself you know and then you can start to apply it to whatever business you want to start and so you know i think the mindset comes from structure is that you know if you put a structure in place to be able to do stuff and you put a structure in place to sort of um, give yourself the time. It's not that you don't have that time already. It's just, you know, now this time is dedicated to wherever or whatever it is. 
um, you can now be able to explore things that will help you with this mindset, you know, um, you know, if you, you, you plan out your morning routine, so, you know, you, you wake up early, you meditate, you do yoga, you exercise, take a cold shower, whatever it is. Um, you do all of these things, you put yourself in a position to be able to be more successful. Even if it's just in finding yourself, you know, working out your mindset, realizing what's important to you, because, you know, you've done all of this. Now, when it comes to sort of taking on the actual, you know, taking action is everything you do will start to be a little bit more or fit into place a little bit more. And so the more time you spend on planning, thinking things through, putting structure in place to be able to do the work, the easier it is to actually work. You know, if you're trying to work at 11 a.m. in a busy break room, uh, writing notes down or whatever, you know what, if that's the only option, do it. But if you, if you have the other time, you'll notice you get so much more done. You know, by doing it in the break room at lunchtime, you're not going to be as productive as you could be. And so I think my personal belief is that mindset starts from the physical. It is if you look after your body by waking up early, uh, doing your stretches, doing your meditation, you know, meditation is both a physical and sort of a mental exercise. Um, and by doing all of these things and then going to, you know, sit and doing your research and finding out about whatever it is you want to achieve, you're giving yourself that opportunity to be successful. And you're giving yourself that opportunity to develop the mindset that's needed to, you know, even if you're just going to be a part-time affiliate marketer, you know, by doing it this way, you're putting things in place to be successful. I love the takeaway and it reminded me, I think, I don't know if it was two solo casts ago, I covered this, it reminded me of topic and you probably heard of this quote, it's from Zig Ziglar, if you want to have what others don't, you need to be willing to do what others want. And I, I created an entire solo cast around this premise and I was exactly proving the point that you just made. Like you gave an example on sleeping, like if you are, or on waking up, like if you are willing, a lot of people wouldn't wake up at that time. Right. And maybe they're not willing to meditate at the morning and they're not willing to be uncomfortable at a cold shower and they're not willing to do this and that. And now the more, you're willing to do of those things that other people are not really willing to do, the more success you will have. Like people watched me like a madman. Uh, I was waking up at four. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I remember like before you, you know, started doing your thing full time is you'd wake up hella early and you go to bed hella late. I was like, I would die doing that, but you know, it separates you and that's why you've seen success that others haven't seen. Exactly, like waking up at 4 a.m., then doing my morning routines. I only woke up at that time so that I can do morning routines. And no one said, like, you have to do. A lot of people from my ex job were like, wake up 5 a.m., like, grab the clothes and go to work. And I would like wake up at 4 so I can do routines. And then on my way to work, I would like take 
Kindle version or PDF version of the book and I would read on my way to to work and then I would come home like I I, I could be just come and sleep for three hours. But no, I, I would like take a 15 minute nap. Then I would proceed with working on my business. Maybe I would hit the gym and I would come back and I would work on my business again. And every day like that, no break. As you know, I was like pretty, <laughs> pretty to the extreme, probably much more than I should have. But it goes to prove the point that you made that, that I'm making now like if you have to find a way to make it work, it will be different from all of us. This was my case and my situation. It will be some something different from others. Uh, I remember Chris Benetti on the show. He said that I think he was at work and when everybody would be on the break, he would be reading books and they watched him like he's crazy. And I, that reminded me of my story with books. They watched me like I'm crazy. But over time, like the difficult part is at that time you don't have results and you do seem crazy but once yeah. the results come everybody wants to know the secret and it yeah. was like <laughs> in front of everyone the the entire time now yeah no um i was gonna say like um i can't remember whose quote it is but it's like you know after 10 years sleepless nights training doing this and whatever you know, being an overnight success was real easy. And it's like, <laughs> exactly. It's that's usually, the story. It's usually yeah. not and that easy. Look at everybody that you know um, that's sort of famous as an entrepreneur. So, like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, like the, the list is endless. You know, there's a lot of people who've had success, but they've gone and they put that extra effort in, you know, like, I don't know if you've looked at Elon Musk's um, daily routine, but like, I can't, I can't think it off the top of my head, but like, it's crazy. You know, he spends so much time doing work and also like he, he's very optimized, you know, it's that he doesn't just work more is that every piece of work he does is just so much more intense per everything he does, you know, and we spoke about, I think on the last podcast, or maybe it was in your group, I'm not sure, but you know, the concept of deep work and like doing deep work is the key to being able to get a lot more done in a shorter period of time. That's something I've been lacking. And that's one of my challenges, like a uh, spoiler alert for everyone still working. Like once you are like full-time online or whatever, like challenges don't stop. They just reshape. They're maybe yeah yeah they're maybe better or different, but they don't stop. Like now, my challenge is getting more of the deep work, especially since I'm so much on Facebook and there are too many distractions, and I have much more time in the day now, and I'm not as structured. Like I'm well aware that I'm losing a lot of time that I need to improve on my discipline. But that's the thing: the more you work on yourself, like you're business revenue whatever you are working on will grow as a byproduct and that could be like really nice second or third question whatever it is like how have you noticed because i know that you to work on yourself how have you noticed that and what have you worked on the most after which you saw that like you made more money, you became more successful, you had more time, whatever. It was your thing. Like, 
now I'm putting words in your mouth. You didn't say it was like byproduct of you working on yourself, but I know you do and I know it is. So yeah. I'm gonna, no, it is. I'm going to project <laughs> and, and I'm curious, um, what have you done differently and what can people listening do in their own life on themselves in order to see their business grow? So I started a new like meditation development course start of last week and since then i've seen so much success so i'm still convinced that course is the reason that i'm seeing all the success uh but we'll figure we'll find out in a month or two <laughs> but um you know besides that um because I, like i mean it's really been life-changing even in the last two weeks to do this i swear it's projecting these things into my life but you know what I'll, I'll test it first and then we can come back to this when we know what's happening. But um, the things that have really seen the biggest success, I think maybe if I can choose the top three, you know, I'm not going to like talk about everything because there's all kinds of stuff that, you know, have, have had an impact. But the biggest three is daily routine, mentorship, and I don't want to say journaling, but, you know, it's more like um, getting everything in your head out onto paper, onto a document or whatever it is. It's like, um, okay, I don't know. This, this isn't going um, a video. It's only going to podcast, right? It will go on YouTube, but okay. I'm not sure it, but, in the future. Okay, well, either way. So, like, it's... a it's a, a, a unhealthy habit, but like I have a three papers, like I have a stack of, actually, I think you can see it, you know, before I, cause I'm busy renovating my office, but, um, everyone who can't see this paper <laughs> is 500 sheets of a three paper. You know, like, I think this is my, I want to say it's my second one is that anything, I think of, I write down and this isn't the end place. You know, it's not going to end up on this paper. You know, all of these papers usually end up like in the trash or just piled up somewhere waiting to go to the trash, but everything ends up on a paper because you can't remember everything. And from that paper, you know, I'll go through them and pull out ideas and they slowly end up being shaped into Facebook posts, blogs, content, things that I do, you know, work-wise, funnel plans, and um, getting everything out, I think is the key. You know, shaping it's important, but, you know, anyone can, can shape work. It's the fact that getting it out, just pouring it out, is something we don't practice very often. You know, we keep a lot of stuff on our heads and we forget about it. So I'd say that, like, having a daily routine, having structure, makes sure that I'm able to do a lot more work than I would usually do. So, you know, I wake up at 4.30, um, do, well, make coffee and green tea and whatever, and I just set it aside. And then I do meditation and probably end with a cold shower or something like that. And then from five until seven, I'll work, or five until eight. I mean, with the lockdown, it's now been seven, but five till seven work then eat breakfast, high fat, high protein, low carb. Um, 
then work again and you know do the deep work in the mornings and do interviews and calls and everything else in the afternoon and i've just seen a lot more work getting done that way um getting a mentor so having somebody who's been there like will blow your mind how much it helps it's not even the fact that you know you weren't able to do it before it's just that whatever you're going to do they turn to you and they're like oh hey by the way just what you're doing just alter it a little bit and you'll see massive change it's like i had i've had one group coaching call with jeffrey so far last night and in that group coaching call you know i got so much clarity on a whole bunch of stuff that I've been working through in my head, but just being able to put it out there and have someone that, you know, has gone through all of the stuff that I've gone through, you know, he was a final builder and now he's gone into high ticket coaching and, you know, that's what I'm doing. And so he's like, you know, hold the horses. Don't try to do too much. Just focus on this. And, you know, we, we always say to ourselves, simplify, but it's hard to hear yourself. So having someone else saying to you, great ideas, take these ideas and run with them. That's where you're going to see success. Um, and then, yeah, well, the journaling and the writing, everything done, I've basically explained. So, yeah. Those were good stuff right there. And now it crossed, crossed my mind. Uh, so you mentioned with Jeffrey that you will be doing like high ticket coaching. I'm curious, like what made you decide to go down that route? Cause you had like opportunity to do basically whatever the hell you wanted. What, what, why did you feel called to do that? Like what's your reasoning behind it? Um, so yeah, like without going too deep into, you know, like my life story and whatever, and what like my dreams and stuff are, is that, um, you know, I've been doing the funnel building, um, and the agency work for like a year and a half, you know, and, um, I've sort of come to this, um, crossroads where it's like, you know, it's all good and well to build funnels and, you know, run agency work and do all of those types of things. Um, but, you know, I sort of need to, now that I'm making enough, and you know doing what i'm passionate about and stuff is turn that into like what i'm i want to say true or passionate about is like you know funnels were the answer to a lot of problems and you know like it was a step in the into the door but like yeah okay a lot of you don't know me but you know me quite well and um you know, I've always been the very academic type, you know, I enjoy consuming information and I enjoy like messing around with ideas. And so I was like, Hey, I've got to do something with these ideas. So, you know, what's the first thing you think of? You're like, okay, yeah, let me make a course. And, um, I think a lot of people like they, they come to that. It's like, I've got this idea or I've got this experience. Let me do a course. And the one trend that I'm seeing and it's the same reason that I joined Jeffrey rather than just spending more money on a course is that a course is all good and well, you know, it's information. It's, it's like a, um, a library or an encyclopedia. It's something that's good to, you know, if you need a piece of information, you can go to it and it's there, but coaching, you know, 
can impact you immediately and it can impact specifically what you need. You know, you can't ask the book, hey, um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out between like, should I do this or should I do that? Like the book or the course can't answer you that. So I think my belief is that we should get courses, we should consume courses, we should actually stockpile courses because, you know, information is power. But if you want to make a real change and you want to be able to impact people's lives is go into coaching. And um, I mean, high ticket coaching is just, you know, being able to give high ticket results. So, you know, it's, it's any kind of coaching, I would say is high ticket if the results are high ticket enough, but um, you know, being able to go to somebody and getting information from them is nice. And then what is better is that they're able to take that information and be like, Hey, yeah, you know, like that's a great idea. Um, what about if you take that idea and you do this with it, you know, and, um, if you can afford it, first port of call is go to coaching, you know, and then consume a course afterwards. And it's almost like, imagine a library. You can take out 14 books. Those are going to be all good and well. But if you don't know the librarian, or if you do know the librarian, they're going to point you to the right book a lot quicker. And that's what coaching is, getting pointed to the right book quicker, you know, rather than stumbling in the dark and, you know, doing all these things that, like, don't get you anywhere. And so I think they're both important in their own aspect. But if you want to impact people's lives and you want to know you're going to have uh, this impact, or you're going to be able to uh, help someone in some way, is get into coaching, is being able to coach them and show them the direction, you know, and coaching is not mentorship. You know, people mustn't confuse the two. Is so many people that they believe that, you know, as soon as somebody is willing to sit on a call with them, they're their mentor. And, um, you know, like, no, like Jay Abraham was some big, like office guy or, um, What's his name now? John Colton with Frank Kern. That's a mentor. You know, the, the Frank Kern turns to John Colton is like, hey, I need this help. And John's there and like his personal guests and, you know, he, he eats at his house and like he visits him when he flies overseas and stuff or across the country and stuff. That's a mentor. Coach is somebody who's teaching you a specific sort of job. He's teaching, teaching you something for a specific reason. And, um, it's important to have somebody like, even if they are a coach, they can become a mentor, but you know, the reason you're going to them is to get coached. So don't, don't confuse the two things. Um, and so like, that's one of the reasons that I want to go into coaching and is because I want to be able to give my expertise and be able to show people what is possible. And, you know, I, I see that a lot of people are struggling with traffic and lead generation. And, you know, being able to develop systems for this. And, you know, I've spent the last year and a half with my agency doing this and, you know, building out systems that are focused on this, you know, and not just building out the tools and the, the software and the strategy, sorry, the tools and the software and stuff, is how do we get everything to fit in, you know, and everyone's having a problem with, you know, you can spend money on traffic, 
but you know, a thousand people can land on your page, but if you're not doing the right things, you're not going to convert a single person. And so that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I want to spread the gospel of is how to do it properly. And, you know, by doing that, you know, you sit one-to-one, you're able to be able to fix these issues. Whereas if you just sit in a course or you sit, you know, in like some big Zoom meeting with like 20 people, yeah, it's going to be helpful, but it's not the same thing. And so if you can go for coaching. And so that's the whole reason that I'm pushing that at the moment. I really, I really love that. And it's actually like mentorship and coaching were one of the main differentiators from me being stuck, even though I knew a lot of like pretty much, I, it's not that I knew that I learned new things. It was like, Hey, stop doing this. Don't do that. Like it was the simplicity and clarity. And that was like bigger impact than as if I added new information. Right. And I, I love your analogy about the library. It reminded me, I, I read this mail by Blake Newber yesterday and he mm-hmm. sent out like, it was some huge number. I'm going to miss it. I don't know. It was like, I've got it right here. I need to tell you. Four trillion or billions or something like that. Ridiculous number. Ah, oh, damn, I don't have it on me. <laughs> so basically, he the point of the email was the search on how to make money online. It, it has like, I don't know, I'll, I'll just make the number up, but it was a huge number. It was like in billions, I think. Uh, or rather hundreds of millions searches a month. Oh, I think it's a month. Uh, and it's not that there is the lack of information, like information is everywhere. It's not that you lack, it's that you need the right information. You need to be careful of this, this information and you need to apply what's right. And to your point, like you can get a course, like I was the guy who was, buying course after course, watching endless YouTube videos, trying to do everything himself. And I was stuck. I mean, I was learning, I was growing, but it was much slower. I had much more potential to grow. And I was like handicapping myself with this approach. So I I love your emphasis on coaching. And I I would invite anyone who is still trying to do everything by themselves, like get yourself a coach, a mentor, get someone who will help you along the way. Like sometimes I, someone would ask me a thing or tell me they want to do something and I would send them a voice message. It can be like a minute and it can save them. That one minute of advice can save someone's months or even years and a ton of money and energy and everything else. Like it's, it's ridiculous how much you can help someone with small piece of advice. So I really love your approach and and thinking and everything. Uh, Yeah. But I assume it's for the same reason I'm in it. Why did you decide on high ticket? Well, so, I mean, I think like anything in life is the more skin you put in the game, the bigger the results. And so, you know, 
I use the word high ticket, but honestly, a high ticket is you spending $50,000 a day to, you know, go to Joseph Sugarman or Jay Abraham or whoever. That is really a high ticket. But, you know, being able to coach someone for 12 weeks for like $3,000, it's a high ticket for some people. But, you know, that price point fits perfectly into the avatar, you know, the custom avatar I want to reach. If you're a business owner and you're doing okay, but you just want to do better and you just want to uh, work on a specific thing, putting down $3,000 isn't really that much if you know you're going to get the returns. Whereas if, let's say it was $500, you're going to have a lot of people who A, are not ready for that coaching. You know, people are just, just making enough money and that's not the person who we're trying to trying to reach, trying to change their life of is they first need to be established. And that's the same with I could also charge ten thousand, twenty thousand. Um but you know, I'm A, I don't believe I have the experience or I'm not in the position to charge like twenty thousand dollars. Um and also I don't think I would bring that amount of value to the party yet. You know, once I build up the hard ticket coaching once I've built up the training um, and I build up a team to be able to handle a lot of other things, you know, and I can send out swanky t-shirts and stuff, then charging those prices um, is more justified. And, you know, it's going to be able to keep bring people more value and bring change a lot quicker. So, you know, a hard ticket is the concept, but it's just, there's a price point for a specific audience. And, you know, the money equals the results at the end of the day. Exactly. And one of the things I actually discussed this with Joshua on the last podcast, it's like ever since I started doing high tickets, I don't want to generalize, but a lot of the people that actually pay, again, larger is a relative term, but larger amount of money are usually more serious and more committed and therefore it's more enjoyable working with them. And I use the story uh, and I'm going to use it again, Sumi. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I think it was this January and I was still promoting like get response. And I remember I had like two trials that were nearing the end uh, and I was supposed to get like 200 bucks. They have their bounty uh what's it called bounty affiliate where you refer someone for free trial and once they start paying even though it's like 15 bucks you get 100 bucks and i was really getting excited for that like again 200 bucks in serbia is like oh that's sweet (laughs) and at the same day they cancel and i'm like who cancels 15 freaking bucks software that does amazing <laughs> shit, like even covers your landing pages as an affiliate and it's affiliate friendly and has the best support and like, what? And I was pissed. <laughs> and I haven't had that experience in high ticket. Uh, and I really, I really appreciate the quality of people and to your point, like I purchased a lot of stuff before. But it's not like, oh, I gave 20 bucks and this changed my life. Like it can change the direction. And of course, every little thing compounds over time. But once I I was like, here, 1500 bucks, and it was scary as shit. But it actually changed my life in like two and a half months, quit my job and my 
my entire life. It's a different life that I'm having now comparing to like five months ago. And I don't think if I haven't invested that much, I don't think that would have happened. So like not only yeah. more quality and committed people, but it's like really life-changing for yourself and for the others as well. <laughs> really, really valid points, brother. All right. Yeah, and it's, we're sort of coming full circle from where we started, you know. Um, put that scariness on yourself and watch it grow you, you know. smooth teas never made expert sailors you know all these cliches because they literally work (laughs) you know that's why they are cliches yeah overused but they are true they are true indeed Mm -hmm. so brother uh i guess i will have the links at the same show notes as before just not to confuse people so i'll just add if you have new places where people can reach you i think we had like your facebook group and your Facebook profile, maybe your agency link. I'm not sure. Is there any other place you want people to? Um, okay. I mean, we're not even close to ready for the, the high ticket coaching and where I'm heading to. But join the group because, I mean, I'm literally going to, over the next 30 days, be teaching a course's worth of stuff in there. You know, So if you want to learn, join the group. Um, you know, spoiler alert, I will probably try to pitch you a $3,000 product, but the value that you get before that, you know, will be just as worth it. So, um, come join us, come consume the content. Um, there's lots to go around. So, yeah. Sounds good. And everyone, <laughs> affiliatejourney.co slash Paul links will be over there. Links are over there. If you haven't already check out mine and Paul's episode 10 months ago or so I don't even remember when what when was it it was like again number 23 go check that out you can even compare like he has grown quite a bit ever since then uh and I like to believe that so did I so (laughs) (laughs) check it out uh connect with him join the group it's gonna be a lot of value and yeah my man, always You'll nice. see more of Mjodrak in there as well. <laughs> you always love yeah. more of me. That sounded pretty. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it wasn't? Oh. <laughs> Again, affiliatejourney.co slash Paul. Go, go join us. And in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe uh, both on YouTube if you're watching in the future or now if you're listening on the podcast. That would be all. Paul, my man, always nice catching up. Thank you so much for being a guest again. Always, man. (laughs) And I'm sure in a few months or a year, who knows, like I'm excited to see where you will take things. And I was even, I even had an idea for a separate podcast where I would interview people trying to do something, like still not seeing success, but like having the feeling that they're on the right path. And then like a year later, do the interview with the same person and it's amazing i did i did a post actually i guess it's not the end of the, this podcast just a quick story <laughs> i did a post and it's ridiculous how much can change in one year and it usually comes after compounding it's not just one year but if you've been working like before and it compounds one year another another and then in just one year i was giving the example of alex elliot 
at this time she wasn't she didn't even have one final uh, one group away challenge launched yet uh melissa ricker was was still selling like ofas uh who was it jacob didn't have sea and i think the last example was blake like he he was launching the group around this time i think he didn't even launch the group and now alex is almost seven figure melissa hit at seven figures blake like disturbed the marketplace with his partnership program and mm-hmm. and Jacob is doing amazing stuff with SA. Like in one year, a lot of the things can happen. So true, so true. So yeah, I'd love to see if you do that little comparison. <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be fun to see. Anyways, again, thanks so much for your time, everybody. Thanks for listening, and until next time, goodbye. Well, congratulations if you if you got to the very end. It was like an hour-long interview and a ton of things were dropped. I applaud you if you stick to the end and I really thank you. I appreciate that you have chosen to listen to this podcast and that you listen to the entire thing. Proves that you are committed to what you want to achieve and I admire your endeavors. Anyways, again, if you want to connect with Paul and or myself, just go to philadjourney.co slash Paul, you can find all the links over there, uh, his links, my, my links, and yeah, as always, don't forget to subscribe, and in the meantime, cheers for your success.